Jesus, you know I just want to be helpful to your people. These are your people, Lord. I want to be a blessing today. Lord, open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. Give us revelation, understanding. Lord, to take it into our hearts and to apply it to our lives. Jesus, you are holy and you are good. And I thought the worship was just awesome this morning. Uh, just felt your presence, Lord. We want to stay connected, Jesus. I want to stay connected in every way possible, Lord, to be effective and fruitful in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We've been in a series on salvation, and I was going to have Pam come up and read, but since we're kind of getting short on time, we'll bypass that. I'm going to try to be done by 12. I'm not going to do my normal hour and 15-minute message. I'm going to try to be done by 12. And, uh, but I want a few things I want to cover and I was going to go one direction. I really am going somewhere in this message. I started the Salvation Series. We get, this is a series. I'm calling it the Salvation Series. And it's about how Jesus began to preach the gospel. He said he began to. And then his followers came and they were preaching the gospel. And this gospel is the gospel of salvation. Last week I talked about how that this salvation, where, where is this salvation? It's in Jesus. It's holy and completely in Jesus. You're not saved by works of righteousness, which you do. You're saved by faith in Jesus. It's his righteousness. The power of the Spirit comes through Jesus. Jesus baptizes us, our complete salvation. And as I was reading the word this week, these scriptures here uh, that I'm going to read to you came to me. And I said, man, that just confirms the word. Folks, Jesus is our salvation. Somebody say that. Jesus is our salvation. And there's scriptures that say there is not salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus. In our age, I can't think of the word right, there's a word for it, but the people want to say that, well, you know, whatever somebody believes, you know, it's fine. Who's to say who's right? And they believe they can get to heaven this way, and they believe they can, but the Bible says that there is salvation in no other name. I don't believe all uh, religions get you to heaven. And you know, in fact, they don't even claim to. They don't even, they don't even claim to. It is Jesus and Jesus only that will secure your eternity. And last week, what did I say salvation or eternity in heaven was? It is a benefit blessing. Yeah, who said that? You're right, brother. It's a blessing. It's a benefit. Salvation starts the minute you accept Jesus. Going to heaven is a benefit of your salvation. There's other benefits. Psalms 103, which I'm going to get to, says that healing, read it, Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. In there it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, bless the Lord, it says, who forgiveth all our iniquities and healeth all our diseases. Right above that it says, and forget not his benefits. Do you know there are benefits to following God, serving God? There are benefits to salvation. And Jesus died for a complete salvation. It is completely in him. I'm going to teach on healing. I've talked about it many times, but I want to show you how grounded in the word it is. And we're going to get there. I stand on healing all the time. I'm not perfect and I haven't been perfected in it, but I stand on it all the time and receive healing from the Lord. I want you to be educated about it too. In Luke chapter 2, verse 30, when, uh, when uh, the uh, prophets were seeing Jesus, they said, 
My eyes have seen your salvation. You can flip there if you want. I'm just going to read through these. Don't have a lot of time. When they looked on Jesus, they said, my eyes have seen your salvation. Who did they see? They saw Jesus. When they saw Jesus, what did they see? Salvation, complete salvation. And in this, in Luke 171, it said, Jesus, our salvation would save us from who? Our enemies. Folks, who are your enemies? The devil's definitely an enemy. You're saved from the devil. The Bible says you've been translated out of his kingdom, and you've been translated over to the kingdom of God. You've been, you're out of Satan's kingdom. You've been saved. Any, anybody uh, chasing around Hittites now, or Gergesites, or Parasites, or Canaanites? Who are your enemies? Come on, tell me some of your enemies. Fear is an enemy. Jesus has delivered you from fear, hadn't he? It is a complete salvation. Everything we need, if you're going to get it from God, it comes through Jesus. You've been delivered from it. Uh, in Luke 177, it says, we can have knowledge, or through Jesus, he has given us the knowledge of salvation. I'm just reaffirming, salvation is in Jesus. In Luke 3.6, it says, all flesh shall see the salvation of God in Jesus. Then I flip over and I'm going to preach out of uh, 2 Timothy today. Flip over to 2 Timothy. The baby's fine. That's fine. No, not bothering me. I'll, I'll preach louder. I just wanted to preface that because last week I taught on that. Your salvation is in Jesus. You know why we can have such confidence in our salvation? Because it's in Jesus. If it was up to you, if your, if your salvation was up to you, if I had to look around and put my trust and go around the room and put my trust in you or put it in me or somebody, it'd be a little shaky, wouldn't it? But the reality is our salvation is in Jesus. I was worshiping God over here today, and we were singing that song about not being shaken, not being shaken. You can live in a place in God if you stay connected where you can be unmovable. In fact, that's what God wants. Paul said, I want you to be immovable with you not being shaken, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We can get to a place in God by faith, by trusting God, where you're not shaken. People that in this world right now, I have a friend that's watching news 24-7, and they're watching this stuff about the Ukraine. I'm not going to weigh into it. And they're, they're calling me in fear and looking for atomic bombs to go off and they're buying a survival kits. Nothing wrong with buying a survival kit, but they're going whole hog. I said, well, you probably ought to turn the TV off a little bit and don't watch it 24-7 because I'm not shaking at all. I'm not even thinking about it. Don't get me wrong. I care about people. I pray for people. You know, I think it's like, I don't want to exaggerate. I think it's like 30% of the world is hungry today. Before Ukraine was ever attacked, 30% of the world is hungry today. They go to bed without food. There's all kinds of things. If you want to pray and help, you know, you could focus on that because people starve to death every day. More people will die of starvation this year than will die in the Ukraine. 
So if I wanted to care and cry for people, don't get me wrong, I care about people. I care about the Ukraine. But if we want to be selective, the media points you a direction and they control your emotions. I don't want to wait too much in on COVID, but I know that the media wanted to pull you in to two years of fear. Shut you down, make you afraid, have you arguing with people, mass, no mass, shot, no shot, have us all fighting and arguing, and the media just stirring it up. Media wants you to think that you and your black brother are at odds with each other. Amen? They want to stir it up, they want to throw it at you to get you in. My Bible says that in the kingdom of heaven, there's not Greek or barbarian, there's not black or white, red or yellow, we're all one in Christ Jesus, we're all equal in God, I'm not worried about my brother's skin. I could care less. You guys could all be Chinese today and I'd preach the same to you. Amen? Amen. I'd preach the gospel to you. Amen. Then we go out to eat and have a good time. I'm not worried about those things. But the media wants to focus you and they're very selectively focused. And I, you know, I wish some people, not you guys because you're the saints of God, I wish some people just turn that TV. I'm telling you, they're lying to you. I can't even get into it. When you focus on that stuff and you get your focus off of God, you'll live a life of fear. You'll be manipulated. I've said it a hundred times. This is 101 during flu season. They'll convince you that you're going to get the flu and everything that comes along, you're going to get it. And they just sell it all to you. You ought to stand up and say, no, I'm not. I'm opting out this year. I'm not going to live in fear. Now, we should be praying for the world. Amen. 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 Hey, Richard, back there. We should be praying, Richard. Come on, shout, Richard. Come on. We should be praying and we should care. But there's a lot of things. They're very selective. They're not focusing on the 30% of the world that's going to bed hungry tonight. They're focusing on something else. I'd rather focus on those that are hungry myself and try to get some food to them. Praise the Lord. But when we live in salvation, we don't have to live in fear. We can live in complete confidence. And I said that last week. I want to live believing God. I've had enough time in my life living in doubt and unbelief. I've had enough time in my life living in fear. When God says something, I want to obey it. I want to stay connected. I want to be connected to you. I want to be connected to the Word. I want to be connected to the Holy Spirit. I want to be able to hear God. I want God to give me dreams at night. I want to do what God says. I'm tired of the world, I'm tired of the flesh, and I'm tired of the devil. I want to get out. I want to live beyond this world system. Amen. And you can hear from God. Me and old Chuck this week, we had lunch together, and uh, we got to pray for a sick guy and lead a girl to Jesus, didn't we? Amen. We heard from God. We just talked. We can be filled with God on Thursday as well as we can on Sunday. Come on. God wants to talk to you, and he's going to meet you where you are and speak to you. But when the Lord speaks to you, you want to be listening. Like uh, the prophet Samuel, hear my Lord speak. We want to be open to that. God has given us a complete salvation. We don't have to be shaken. We should not be living in fear. You can get up and march up and down. Your I don't care. My money, my source is not tied to this world system. I got a little bit of Bitcoin, amen, brother turned me on. I got a little, I mean, when I say a little bit, a little bit. I want it to shoot from 200 to 10,000, that's what they promised me, right? I, you know, but I tell you what, my folk, I was even worshiping God today. I said, Lord, I'm not putting my trust in Bitcoin. I certainly am not putting it in my, my checking book. I, and you're, that money can be gone in a second. 
They can freeze your money, take your money, lose your money in a heartbeat. They can print money where your $10 bill is worth 50 cents tomorrow. Just keep printing money. They can manipulate money. It's called the world system. It's called the world, the flesh, and the devil. And the devil operates in it. He can take it. Your only sure and safe way is salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And he's the best doctor too, by the way. If you, if you can believe it, and I say all the time, God meets you where you're at, didn't he, didn't he, Michelle? He met you right where you're at, and he's met many of it. How many of you have been healed by Jesus? Throw your hand up. I have too. God will meet you where you're at, but he's a better healer. Someone say amen. amen. The word of God says, Brad Kittle didn't make this up. The word of God says he is Jehovah Rapha. When Abraham believed God, he put his total trust and reliance in God. He came to a place where he believed God. That's where we need to get. Dave, I'm not where I'm going to be, but I'm not where I was. And in this journey, I'm trusting God. That's where I'm heading. I'm, I want to get to the place, and I'm not there where I can stand in God anywhere, anytime. There can be an atom bomb coming right at me, and I'll be running toward it. I want to be the first that's dematerialized so I can be with Jesus. I want to see Jesus right beyond the A-bomb. I don't want to live in fear. How about you? That's called salvation. When you can be thrown in a fire and they can turn it up four to five times higher and you come out without a scent of smoke on you. It's not fiction. It works when you follow the Lord. It's called salvation. And the word says in 2 Timothy 1.9, He saved us and called us not because of our own works, but because of His own what? purpose and grace. Remember I said salvation was being restored back to the original image, back to the original design, and back to the original what? Purpose. God has saved us and given us salvation and restored us back to our original purpose. 2 Timothy 2.10, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they may obtain the salvation that is where? What does it say? It is in Christ Jesus. When we stay connected to Jesus, John chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Anyone abides in me, ask whatever you want and I'll do it. Doesn't he say that? Come on. There's more to this thing than coming to church on Sunday and throwing two bucks in the offering or 10. He said there's a place in God where you can be sheltered in the Almighty that the devil can't even touch you. 1 John 5. There's a place in God that John talks about where the wicked one can't even touch you. He said, I ain't got time for this. Lester Summerall tells a story. I think I probably told it before. Tells the story. He was in a foreign nation preaching the gospel. And he was praying or something. And all of a sudden this bed started shaking. There was a demonic spirit. Anybody believe in demons? They're real. Some of you have nightmares. They come from demons half the time. They're tormenting you. you got to get up and say, go in Jesus' name. Anyway, that's just a sidebar for you that are having nightmares. And that bed was shaking and moving across the room. And he got, a, he got up from prayer and he told the devil, he says, you got to go. you got to get out of here. The bed stopped shaking. And he thought about it. He said, that's not good enough. And he said, you get back here. And he said, regarding my bed, he said, put it back. And he said, that bed started shaking. You know, that's the summer, he's not a liar. That bed started shaking, and that demon put the bed back. And he went on and slept like a baby. He said, put it back. That's called authority, and that's called power, and we're going there. 
Because the Word of God says if we stay connected, I didn't know I was going to give that prophecy this morning. If we stay connected, we can ask what we will. We have authority and power in Jesus if we stay connected. It says, if you abide in my word and my words abide in you, ask what you want and I'll do it. That's called salvation. Here's where I want to go. Here's my, here's my turnover. Well, you're already in 2 Timothy. Go to 2 Timothy 3.15. My sermon may be crude, but I want you to get this. You got to get this. 2 Timothy 3.15. I feel like I could just preach today. I really do. I feel like I could just preach. Amen. Well, if, you, if you got something to do, you can just go. Amen. Paul says to Timothy, from childhood, you have been acquainted with the Holy Scriptures. I just feel mad at the devil this morning. I'm mad at my own unbelief. I'm mad at our own weakness, our own inability, my own ineffectuality. There's more in this thing. We got to lay some stuff down. I think we sang about this morning. I don't mean good stuff. God doesn't want to take anything good from you. He just wants to take the junk away from you, and he wants to give you good stuff. God never gave anybody. The word says every good and perfect gift comes down from God. We don't have to be afraid to lay something down for God because every good and perfect gift comes from God. When you go to God, you never walk away poorer. You never walk away less. You always walk away more when you follow God. It's the devil that wants to steal from you. It's the devil that's lying to you. It's the devil that's deceiving from you. And his biggest weapon, he doesn't want you to believe God. Go back into the book of Genesis in the Garden of Eden. He said, did God really say? Did God say that? Did God really mean that? Is God really going to do it? He's full of doubt and unbelief because he got kicked out and he wants you kicked out too. And he knows if you ever get a hold of who you are in Christ and if you ever get a hold of your authority, you'll be telling him to put your bed back. You'll be telling him to put the money back he stole from you. You'll be telling him to get off your kids that he's trying to steal from you and he's not going to steal your kids. You'll be telling him, put it back. He takes the job from you, you'll tell him to put it back, and God will give you a better one. Someone say amen. amen. We have power and authority in Christ. I didn't say you had it in yourself. I didn't say you had to work it up. It's in Jesus. It comes through faith in Jesus. If we stay connected. He said the scriptures are able to make you wise for what? They make you wise for salvation. That's where. Where's the location? That's in where? They're in Christ Jesus, what I've been preaching. The scriptures can make you wise to salvation. Now, I know I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people on Facebook and people on the YouTube. So why aren't you reading and studying and meditating and learning what the scriptures say? Amen? Not you guys, the ones that are watching on Facebook that don't spend time in the Word. Why aren't we digging in and meditating and learning to stand on the Word of God? If they make you wise unto salvation, and salvation means deliverance from your enemies. If salvation means I can live above fear, if salvation means I can live above deception, if salvation means I can have power over my enemies, why wouldn't we be in the Word getting wise about our salvation? Someone say amen. Well, say amen. amen. If you don't understand me, just let me know. Give me a reply. <laughs> All right. Folks, the scriptures, and I don't just mean a dead letter. I'm not talking, Jeff, about legalism. 
I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about trying harder. I'm talking about knowing God, believing God, trusting God, knowing that when God says something, He's not a liar. Knowing that when God makes you a promise, it is in, He is incapable of lying to you. Knowing that when you do what God says, He's going to do what He said. This thing, it is by faith, but faith has motion. Faith does something. You hear the word, you act on it. You hear the word, you believe it. You act on it, and God blesses. But when we hear the word, we put it in our heart, and we act on it, God will always do what God says He will do. It is impossible that He would lie to you. He can't do it. So we have to make the adjustment. We have to change. We need to be transformed. We need to follow, and we can because it's by God's grace. It's called asking, seeking, and knocking. Someone say amen. Okay, here's what I want to get. So there are four types of people, and there are probably a hundred types of people. There's four types of people I want to talk about real quickly, and I'm going to end. And I want you to place yourself. I can't tell you where you are. Maybe you're all the latter one. But I've run into every, these type of people all the time in my life. When you present wisdom or the Word of God to somebody, or preach the gospel, or, or you meet people, there are four types. The first person is a simple person. A simple person watches CNN and believes everything that they put on there. And they're an emotional wreck. They believe every word. They just but simple. A simple person, you want to get in trouble, they're going to go off. Their friends are going to come and say, hey, let's go get drunk, see what kind of trouble we can get into. And they're just going to, they're a simple person. Have you ever been a simple person? I have definitely in my lifetime been a simple person. I hope not this year. I hope, I hope it was a while ago. I have been a simple person. A simple person destroys himself. You scarcely need the devil to destroy you because you destroy yourself. Simple person tears their own house down. Simple person blows their own money, wastes their own money. Can someone get me a, one of these wireless things I don't have to play with all the time? <laughs> then the other category of person, when they hear the word of God, is a mocker. I am around mockers all the time. I'm, I'm around mockers all the time. I'm around people. I have people in my life that I try to share with them stuff that God has taught me. I don't mean stuff in the Bible that I'm theorizing about. I mean things in the Word of God that I've read, I put into practice, I believed, and God has done exactly what He said He would do. I've given a lot of my testimonies here in this church. And the minute I try to help somebody, I see they're struggling in an area, and they just start mocking. You try to tell them, hey, you know, I had asthma. I myself had asthma, and God healed me. And then, boom, first thing comes out of their mouth is they just, I've had mock, just mock. You know, well, didn't you get sick, didn't? And they start mocking you and attacking. All I'm trying to do is tell you the good news. I had asthma and God healed me. I had time when I ran, I couldn't even breathe. And I just said, no, I'm not going to take this. Happened to me several. I said, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to get asthma. I'm not doing it in Jesus' name. And, I'm gonna, and what I did, I just kept running. I wouldn't care if I turned blue and green and yellow. I just kept running. I was going to believe God because I didn't want asthma because I wanted to run. I chose to believe God, and I haven't had asthma since. Well, I told a person, they started mocking me. Just you know, immediately started mocking her. I had a friend that uh, was sleeping with his girlfriend. And because he was a Christian brother, if he wasn't a Christian, if he wasn't a Christian, I'd probably just leave him alone, try to tell him about Jesus, Okay. But because he was a Christian brother, 
Try to tell them, hey, you, you know, you're a Christian. You really, you can't do that. You, you can't and immediately just, you know, well, no one's perfect. Just mock. No one's perfect. You're not my judge. And I'm not trying to be your judge. I'm trying to help you. But immediately there's a reason why they can't do the word of God or why the word of God's not true. Just mocking, just immediately fighting. And it's almost you start wrestling with the person. I've learned not to wrestle with somebody in that situation. Some people are, are simple people. They believe everything wrong. Some people mock. They're just going to mock you because you believe what's right. Could be anything. Hey, Jesus loves you. He died for your sins. Going to mock you. Another class of person is a fool. The simple, the mocker, and the fool. The fool wars against God. That's a fool. Or the fool says, there is no God. And this person is at battle and at war and that enmity of God. Not only do they scoff and they mock, they're at war. If you're a Christian, they're going to be at war with you. If, God's, if God is mentioned, I remember I told you the testimony of a guy that was an atheist. He was angry, angry, he was angry at God. And I've always wondered, and I've met more than one angry atheist, I always wondered why they were so mad at a God that didn't exist. Hang on. I always wonder why they were so mad at a God that did not exist. Isn't that crazy? You ever met an atheist that's angry at God? So why are you so angry at God when he doesn't exist? And I can't answer that. I remember talking to a guy, then I, I found out as I talked to him further, he got burnt, and he's walked with the Lord. Somebody hurt him. It turned him, and he was angry at God, and he decided, I'm just not going to believe in God anymore. Because the devil deceives us and tells us God's the one that did it. God did that to me. And a person's heart turns, they get angry at God, and they become a fool. And they start warring in their life with God. And things do not go good for you when you're at war with God and you're blaming God. Because God is the one that wants to help you. He's the one that wants to bring you salvation. He's the one that's trying to pull you in. And Satan has deceived you and convinced you that God doesn't exist or you're angry at that God and he's the only one. You're confusing God with the devil. Someone say amen. amen. So there's the simple, there's the mocker, and there is the fool. And then there's the wise person. The wise person is the one that takes the word of God, puts it in their heart and believes it, believes it and bears fruit. When I hear two people talking, two preachers or two people, and you know they're saying different things, I always like to look at the fruit in the person's life. So what type of fruit are they bearing? And I, and I watch them. Some people will describe God a certain way, and I look at the fruit that's in their life. Then I look at another person, and I say, they're saying something different. And I look at the fruit. What are they doing? What are they manifesting in their life? What type of fruit are they producing? I want to be a fruit-bearing Christian. I want to listen to people that are bearing fruit for God. And I want, to, I want to listen and follow the Lord. And folks, we have a choice in this whole thing. The scriptures will make us wise unto salvation. That salvation is by grace and it's in Christ and we can burrow into it. Amen? I'm going to pray.